But uh, it is time for everyone's favorite podcast. No, I don't mean the Joe Rogan Experience. I mean, it's it's a fine podcast. Talking about Fill My Hole, my name is Phil Balabanos. Welcome to Fill My Hole. Uh, A block of ice just fell outside my window and scared the the shit out of me. Um, The thaw has begun, it seems. Probably not. It's probably going to snow and get cold again. But it's February, so we're in the deepest, darkest part of it. Which means we're almost out the other side. So, I mean, that's great. Winter sucks. The pandemic, I don't know what's going on with that. So let's not get into that because nobody likes talking about that anymore. You know, it's just, it's always a little bit of the same shit. So let's not talk about it. Today, I had a guest who backed out, which seems to be the theme of this podcast. Uh, People who are just too busy on a Sunday to join me for a little bit of time in the hole. So I decided I'm going to do something that I've been wanting to do from the beginning. I'm not sure how to approach it. I mean, I've done it in vlog forms before. Um, in a podcast setup, it's a bit different. So I'm still trying to wrap. Like, I was not ready for this. I'm just kind of going to wing it, as usual. Um, I want to talk about lighting. I mean, we, I joke about it often that my lighting's so nice, because it is. But, um, so here's the thing. The internet is plagued with terrible, terrible lighting. Just hurts my heart how bad the lighting is right it breaks my heart um because most people think more light is better and sometimes that's true i mean sometimes that is the case but it's not always the case like i was talking to i was in the chat during the last no one was it Hmm. i was watching the dirty four sunday french version their franglais cast that they do whatever it's called uh claudio's podcast over at dirty four And he was saying that he needed a ring light, right? Nobody needs a ring light. Nobody. They're disgusting. Because what ends up happening is most people, I mean, you can use it properly. It can be a useful tool. But most people will blast the light right in front of them, right above the camera, hit themselves in the face with light, get those rings in their eyes, which are unnatural and weird, and say, okay, I'm, I'm lit. I'm done. You know, I mean, that's not how you light a scene. Uh, light's purpose is to sculpt and to mold and to create depth, right? Like the office that I'm in right now, okay? Like we'll do this. Maybe if I zoom out a little for people watching on YouTube, you can kind of see what's going on. Let's see. I mean, you're not going to see much more, unfortunately, even if I zoom out. Because the trick with good lighting is you shouldn't know where it is in the scene. And I mean, you can't see it. Maybe I'll post some pictures afterwards, like after the podcast goes up and you guys can look at what I'm talking about. But effectively what happens is I have right in front of me two massive windows that go almost to the ceiling. It's like a 12, 13 foot ceiling in here. (coughs) Right? So I have these big windows, which you're like, okay, he has great big windows, good light. The windows are completely blacked out. Completely. I mean, I have a little bit on my left here, right behind the camera that's open just so I can see outside. So I'm not looking at a black wall, but it's not really lighting anything that you can see. It's only lighting the wall on my left. So where's the light coming from, right? So right here, I have a softbox. Softbox is basically a box made of plastics and different kinds of materials. The inside is super reflective. And in the front, there's a diffusion panel, which is white. What it does is it softens the light that hits my face. So when I create a shadow on my face like this one, right, you guys can see that, you're not actually seeing clear contours of my finger until I come really close. It's not a sharp shadow. It softens the shadow. It has a nice fall off, right? And that creates this right here, this light, this illuminated part of my face. To my left, high up, hitting me 
right in the back of the head and on my shoulder, there's a backlight. Now, the backlight used to be further back in the studio, but what I've done is it's a backlight. By the way, the two lights here, they're identical lights. They are, I'll put a link for them down, down in the description. They're newer 960 LED bicolor lights. Whatever. I mean, they're good lights. They're good enough for this kind of stuff. I wouldn't use them on like a massive production as a main light, but for a podcast, great mains, uh, great uh, main lights. Main light, I fucking lost, lost track of terms there. Um, on a bigger set, I'd probably use them as a fill light. Yeah, that's right. A fill light to fill in some shadows, maybe as a kicker in the back to create some kind of, an, you know, like there's another one of them actually in there. And what it's doing is I've dialed it to the warmest setting. It's just lighting that area up because there's lights on the ceiling, but they suck. They're disgusting. So what ends up happening is I have these two lights, which are pretty warm. I mean, I don't know the exact Kelvin number. I haven't dialed it in. It's like a... They're not that expensive, which is why they're great. And uh, this one has a softbox, nice soft shadows. This one is a bit more harsh, so it's hitting me on the back and separating me from the background. The background itself is actually, I mean, I shouldn't complain because it's, like, it's way better than most people have access to when they're just throwing up a webcam, right? So, like, I built this studio to be able to shoot in it, to be able to work in it. So, in front of me, I have my computer, like, I can see myself. Um, let's see what we can do here for you guys. If you're on YouTube, this is what I see in front of me, right? There's one light and the other one's way up there, right? I mean, why didn't I think of that initially? But yeah, all I'm seeing here is my desk, right? Ta-da. So my desk is right in front of me. This is where I work and I don't want to have to set shit up every time I want to do a podcast. I want to know that if I'm you know, I'm editing, I'm doing, you know, whatever I'm doing. I can just reach over here, turn on the camera, turn on the H5, pull the microphone, which sits right on my left, plug that in, turn that on. I'm ready to go. I mean, the worst, the worst of it is I have to walk to the back room there to the, to my gear room and turn on that light. Big deal. I should probably buy those like Bluetooth switches. That's so I won't have to get up at all because fuck exercise, right? So what am I trying to get at here? I'm trying to get at when you're lighting, you never want to be lighting directly at a subject. Like when you flash light in front of someone or you blast light in front of someone, all you're doing is creating no depth. You're taking away all the shadows on their face and it doesn't look good. It just, have you ever seen, here's, here's an example. If you don't know anything about photography or cinematography or lighting in general, when you go to a wedding, okay, you have a photographer, they're walking around, they're taking pictures, snap, snap, snap. The bad photographers have a flash that's pointed right at wherever they're shooting. Better photographers will either have someone with a flash, like a slave flash, which is connected to the camera wirelessly, and they'll stand off to the right or off to the left, a little bit higher with that flash. If they don't have that, they don't have the budget or they didn't have anyone, you'll see they'll often turn their flash away from where they're shooting and they'll bounce it off of a wall, a ceiling. They'll get some refracted light. Reflected light. I said that's so wrong. And what this does is it softens the light. It acts as diffusion to some extent. Because like we've all seen bad photo flash photography. I mean, there was a period a few years ago where bad flash photography was cool. I mean, I never thought it was cool, but it was like all over the internet where you'd put people right up against a white wall, hit them with the harshest, most nastiest flash, and it was like, ooh, haute couture. So, I mean, if you want to set up for a podcast or for an interview or... I mean, if you're doing anything that requires video or photography, 
I'm not going to teach you how to light a scene like over a podcast. I mean, over a series of podcasts, maybe like a class, but I don't think I have the time for that right now to set something up. Like maybe it's something I'll do in the future, but basics 101 to not have your light be shit. One, don't blast light into someone's face, your subject, right? If you're taking a picture of someone, don't blast light at them. Two, and I don't believe I have to actually say this. I mean, it's kind of mind blowing. If you're standing like at an observe, like uh, what are they called? Um, an observation deck. Is that what they're called? I mean, like high up in a building and you want to take a picture of like landscape and there's a glass and it's night. Don't use your flash. <laughs> you're not going to illuminate the city of New York. You're just going to flash the glass in front of you. I mean, consider that a bonus. I mean, I assume most people know that, uh, but I see it all the time. It's really weird. So let's, let's count that as like one A. If you're going to use a flash or you're going to use a light, direct it away. Bounce it off of something. I really can't say refracted light today. Reflected or refracted light is always much softer. If you have a white wall next to you, you can shoot right at that wall while you're shooting at your subject and you'll get a nice like side light. This kind of lighting, what you see here, which like it mimics uh, window lighting to some extent. It's called Rembrandt lighting, right? I mean, I won't get into why or how. It's a type of lighting technique that Rembrandt used in his paintings. It creates like a soft little, sorry, wrong side. It creates like a soft little dark shadow on this side of the face. It's very popular in Hollywood movies. Um, I mean, it's some of the, the most aesthetically pleasing lighting you can use. And you can dial it up for higher contrast. I mean, dial it down for higher contrast so it can be a bit moodier. Or you can, you know, dial it the opposite way because I forgot what I said first. <laughs> So you can make the light brighter to get like a more high key, well, evenly lit, right? But if you only have one, it's just going to create contrast. So like if I blast light on this side of my face and I turn everything else off, there's going to be like a dark shadow. It's going to be very film noir, very like moody and ooh, what's he talking about? Fill my hole. And I start smoking and shit, you know? Uh, you can do the opposite though and blast both lights or not blast, but increase both lights and kind of you don't want them to be even. You want one side to be darker. But what it does is it kind of balances out and mimics what you would see, you know, when you're walking down the street and you're talking to someone and a bit of light is hitting them. Like light isn't always even unless it's like noon with like no shadow time. In the winter, I mean, in the winter time, it's different, especially in Canada because we get a lot of cloud cover and you have a lot of white snow just reflecting and refracting light. Uh, so everything is kind of high key. Like it's hard to get like a moody uh, vibe in the snow in the daytime. At night, I mean, shooting in the snow at night is is kind of cool because you're effectively reducing the need for a lot of bounces. So like instead of having bounces to like do fill, like so you, you put a light here and you put a bounce. A bounce is those big white things. I'm sure most of you have seen them. I mean, for those of you who do this for a living, I mean, this is the worst explanation, but for, for the layman and the lay lady and the lay humans, um, you bounce a light back at itself, basically. So there's a light on my right. I'm in the middle. At the opposite side of the angle, so going this way across the screen diagonally, I would put a bounce. It reflects the light, but it's not going to reflect, reflect. <laughs> wow, I've, this whole episode is called refraction. Um, it's not going to give you 100% of the light because as light travels, it loses intensity, right? It's called fall off. Um, and what happens is it hits. It's already lost, let's say, 10. I, I, we're not going to get into the science of it because there's actually a formula. Uh, it loses, I don't know, 30% of its intensity. When it bounces back, it's lost another 10. 
So one side is brighter than the other and it kind of gives that same effect. I mean, I could have done that here, but I wanted a backlight more than I wanted that light. And like I said earlier, I have a little bit of light creeping in from the window and that's enough for me. What have we learned here? Probably nothing. I'm just kind of randomly talking about lighting um, because I just, there's so much bad lighting out there. I see all these beauty vloggers like that share things and then other people kind of jump on and like, oh, that's good lighting. You have all the TikTokers with their ring lights. Why? I, I literally, I saw one of these influencers in the wild videos the other day and it was an, uh, some chick dancing in the snow with her camera and her little tripod. It was like super bright, overcast, snowy, and she had a ring light. You don't need the ring light. There's plenty of light. I don't know what you're trying to accomplish. I mean, maybe you get like a blackout flag, like uh, a blackout flag is a piece of dark fabric or paper that kills light because you want less light. Because sometimes, I mean, it's kind of cool actually. Even, here, I wonder if I can do it with this. Let's try and test this. For those of you who aren't watching, like even if I do this, it's just an iPad. It's dark though, right? See how it, it's actually not blocking, it's not only blocking light that's coming from the other side. What it's doing is it's killing a bit of the reflection from this light that's just naturally bouncing off of the stuff that are in the room. So it's called negative fill. So you have a fill light, which fills because it adds light. And then you have a negative fill. So a bounce and a bounce is a fill light to some extent. And a negative fill would be a black bounce. Like you flip it over and it's black sometimes, right? So instead of bouncing back light, it's actually absorbing any light that could bounce back. And that's, that again, that's to like, to set a mood or a tone. Like you don't just light for the sake of lighting. Like when, when a client approaches me and says, I want to do this, this, and this, can you, how much is it going to cost? It's not just my time. I got to figure out what kind of equipment is necessary and how much time it takes because it's impossible to know off of like a first meeting what we're doing until I know what it is we're actually shooting. Uh, I mean, recently I had a conversation with someone who called, they wanted to do a video and it kind of had the same sort of vibe. Like, how can I put this? It, it's very, it, it's an ad, but it was kind of autobiographical because he's kind of showing what, he, what led him to where he's at in his life right now, that kind of thing. Um, so I asked him, like, what kind of a vibe do you want? Do you want it to be, like, very, very bright and very corporate and clean? And, or do, can we play with the lights? Like, can we make it a bit moody and do some cool stuff? So that's where that kind of question is not like, cool, bro, what are we doing? Yeah, it is. I want to know what we're doing. I want to know what it's going to look like, obviously. I also want to I also want to figure out in that moment, what's this going to cost you? Because lighting makes things more complicated. I mean, any asshole can grab any camera, put a guy in front of him and have him talk into it. Okay, sure. Maybe they can edit it. Maybe they can't. But it's going to look like shit. Like nine times out of 10. I mean, there's always that one super talented asshole, but fuck him. <laughs> um, lighting is where the money goes on a big, on a small production, right? I mean, the cameras... I could probably shoot most of the work I do on this camera. It's a Sony a6300. It's not, I mean, it's nothing fantastic. The image is clean. It's a good camera. It has an okay lens. It's not the kit lens. It's something I bought later on. It's an 18 to 105 f4, right? So I wouldn't use it on a, like an expensive shoot. Um, but I would use it as a second camera on an expensive shoot. Like it's fine. Uh, my main camera has the same sensor in it. It's the same exact fucking sensor. It just cropped differently and it has a few different features. It's the glass that changes and the way I light it. But you can make a shitty camera look like a less shitty camera with the right amount of light. And you don't need to buy these LED panels. Like, I mean, everything that 
I'm using right here. Like I'll, I'll, I'll compile a list actually of the equipment I use to shoot the podcast. I'll, I'll put it in the description. Uh, and you guys can see like, I mean, all of it is under, I'm trying to remember what everything costs. But if you wanted to buy everything I have here, less the computer, because the computer is expensive. It's uh, like a brand new MacBook. I mean, the two lights, the, the stands, the stand for the camera, the clamp, like even the little bits and pieces. I would say all of this is under $2,000, which is like Monopoly money for Americans. But yeah, 1500 bucks US, uh, I don't know, 12, 12 euros, right? It's under, two, it's under two grand, especially now. Like when I bought some of this stuff, it was way more expensive because it was brand new. But like these lights are, I mean, under 200 bucks, they're cheap. Like to get, to get a light at, that has this caliber color quality that's bicolor, like I can go from dark, uh, warm to cold for under 200 bucks. I mean, two years ago, that did not exist. My Godox lights, which are chip lights, the ones I use on big shoots, they look a lot like what all the big YouTubers use, like the film YouTubers, like Peter McKinnon, Chris Howe, uh, Maddie, those guys. And uh, what's that other guy's name? I can never remember his name, but he's funny. The guy with the turtleneck. Sam Sheffer. Is that his name? It might be Sam. I think it's Sam Sheffer. I mean, if, it, if I got his name right, I don't, subscribe to his channel. He's cool. I like his stuff. <laughs> random, random plug. Um, yeah, so they use these Aperture 120Ds. They have these big dome octagons with like grids on them. They're fucking awesome lights. But they are very, very, very expensive if you're just like a hobbyist. Um, even I don't need them enough to buy them. Like I rent them when I need them. Um, cause my Godox, the 60 watt, the SL 60, I believe they're called, uh, with a good fucking, uh, speed box on them, like for light control, like a modifier, they're fantastic. I honestly, maybe they're not bright enough. Sometimes I need two, but they're great lights and they're $200, $220 Canadian. They're not expensive. Amazon has completely changed the game for me when it comes to buying equipment. One, because I have access to stuff that I would not otherwise be able to find like easily, quickly. And second, and most importantly, because it's on my credit card, which I never look at, my wife looks at. And for me, it's fake money. I'm just buying stuff all the time. Like if I saw my Amazon purchase list, it's ridiculous. I mean, I need to slow down. Now that Bezos has stepped down, I mean, I, I know what happened. He's like, fucking Phil figured it out. He's going to stop spending all this Amazon cash. I'm done. I've done all I can do. I'm going to go do other things, be a human, you know, fucking philanthropist. I don't know what he's going to do now. Um, this episode is degenerated into chaos. I love it. It's fucking crazy. It doesn't make any sense. How long have I been going? 20 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, 20 minutes. What else can I talk about about light? How else can I... Like I said, okay. Structure. Fuck structure. I'm going to list everything in the description. You guys, if you want to... I mean, the encoder I use is very cumbersome, but the image is so much better than even the cam links, honestly. Um, it's a black man. What is it called? It's a black magic. I know that it's an ultra studio mini. Uh, it's an older device that has HDMI and SDI, which is a different kind of connection. Uh, an older connection, but still excellent. Like still fucking super, super crispy, crispy resolution. Um, but it required a lot of like installing things and going into terminal on my MacBook and allowing it to do things because it's I mean, it's accessing more information from the camera than just a cam link would. It doesn't show up as a webcam. I mean, I have one that does also, and I can list that too. I mean, if you guys want to find one, it works phenomenally. I've actually done two episodes of film my whole with it and no one even noticed except for me. The only difference, 
when I went into Final Cut to put the episode together because I don't live record it like uh, like Pantelis does or a lot of live streamers do. I, I do it separately. Um, the only real difference was I had to bring down the, uh, the, the, the bright end of the colors a little bit and increase the darks to kind of match the contrast that you're seeing now. Because the black magic, what it does is it can read the full sensor, all the contrast, all the dynamic range, all the colors. But once you have that, considering I'm only exporting in 1080 and I'm recording in 4K, I mean, you can, I can fake emulate that because I have a reference image, so I can just color correct it to adjust. Uh, was it worth $25? Fuck yes. Yeah, I mean, having a backup that costs nothing, $25 for a piece of video equipment is free. It's basically free. Um, why did I start talking about that? I have no idea. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I was, I'll list all that stuff, and I'll also list... My, what happened here? My clock stopped working. That's weird. I think my clock has died. Why has my clock died? Oh, no. It's not dead. Oh, right. It has like a clapper or something. That's weird. Why would it do that? Doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, I have this cool clock. Sorry, those random guys. I have this cool little clock that I bought, right? Now you guys know what time I'm recording at and how cold it is in here. <laughs> uh, it only works when I when it's unplugged. I don't... Oh, I know why. Right before I started recording, I know no one cares, but this was bothering me. I had to figure it out. I unplugged something from right over there so I could plug in this light because I just moved it recently. And I need to get like a... What are they called? Like a surge protector, an extra one. I don't have one. I thought it was just an extra plug for something that I don't use. Turns out, it's the plug that controls this. So, I mean, I'll fix it later. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, what else was on that? I wonder. Hmm. Anyways, guys, no one cares about that. What else can we talk about about lighting? Let's think about it for a second. I really wish this was a live stream right now so that people could just ask me questions. Uh, but it's not, so I'll have to just wing it. Hmm. What else can I say? I don't know. I mean, I've gone through a lot of the basics of having an okay light setup. I mean, I don't know if it was coherent. <laughs> I'm not sure, to be completely honest. Um, what I'm doing here is a two—it's a two-point light setup. Traditionally, especially for like big films or. I mean, most things nowadays, they'll use like a three-point uh, three lighting setup. So you'll have uh, a, a key light, which is your main light, a fill light, which would be on the opposite side. It could be a bouncer, it could be something low intensity, lower intensity. And then you have like a backlight, a hair light. I mean, I don't have hair, so I, don't, I have like a bald light, right? My fill light is positioned in such a way that it's kind of acting as both because I have this little sliver of light coming in from outside. Uh, so mine works as a two-point. But for most people, 
the most important light is this one, right? The, the, the key light. And the, I mean, that's the one that people notice, but the one that like dials up the production value on your shot is the backlight. I mean, I could turn it off to show everyone what it looks like without it. I wonder if anyone would be even able to tell, but I'm not going to get up and start unplugging stuff now. Basically right here along the edge of me, I mean, it's, it's okay in this setup. Like I probably don't even really need it because I have, you know, well, I have that right there, which creates separation over my right side. I have a light in the back. There's the door itself. Like you can tell that I'm far away from the background, right? So I'm already separated. I'm popping out. This is just a little bit of extra kick that outlines. And when people have hair, which I don't, it adds this like little glimmers of, I mean, it's not glimmers. They're like, it just hits the edge. It cascades off the edges and kind of separates like a dark colored head of hair from like a dark wall, right? On a white wall, not as much, but you still see like the accent lights up there, right? And I, I mean, that's really all it is. Lighting is very, 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 very complex, but it's actually very simple. Once you understand what it is you're trying to do with it, it, it it's, it's kind of a joke. You're just like, it becomes second nature. You do it a few times, you're like, oh, I understand. Now, getting into very complex lighting where you're not only creating moods, but effects like sunlight. I mean, that, that's a whole other story. But no one's really doing that on a podcast. I mean, I would love to see that on a podcast. Someone who fucking goes balls to the wall with their light setup. I'm sure it exists. I'm going to look into it. I'm sure the guys from like Film Riot do it. I find a, a very lazy thing that I see often is people just buy like blue and red LEDs and they throw them in the background. I mean, they're cool as practicals. But whatever, like they, they flicker and how much blue and red do you really need in your life? I'm going to call it because they're cleaning the snow and I'm sure everyone can hear it. It's getting loud out there. My windows are closed and you can still hear it. Um, yeah. Wow. That's really loud. City of Montreal, people. City of Montreal. I want to remind everyone that if you're listening to this in audio format, you can always watch it on YouTube. Uh, look me up. Philip Balabanos. Nobody calls me Philip, but it's my name. I mean, for a while I went by Filipos. It's feeling artsy, getting in touch with the roots and stuff. But uh, now I'm just Phil. But you look me up. I'm Philip Balabanos. My website is balabanos.com. You can check out my older vlogs, which I don't do anymore. This has replaced that. But I do a lot of cool uh, video production, gear reviews, that kind of sort of thing. And some of them were fun, where I went on little adventures with people like George from Just Us Dads. You can catch me Wednesdays and Fridays Every week, live, 10 a.m. on the Pantelis Network. Oh, that was an accident, but it's Pantelis Comedy on YouTube where we do the morning show and we talk shit and nonsense about the news and all kinds of different things. If you've been following this channel for a while, I mean, you know that there was some cool things that happened over at the Pantelis Network and there's a lot of cool stuff coming up on the horizon. Talks of new studios and new shows and I won't get into it here because this is not the place for it. This is Fill My Hole. My name is Phil Balabanos, and I'll see you on the next episode where I won't see you. You'll see me. I mean, it's just a thing, it's a thing that you say. Thank you for joining me today. If you like this, I would appreciate it if you subscribe. I mean, you could follow on Instagram or you could follow on Facebook, but really, this is a YouTube show. It belongs and lives and breathes and exists on YouTube so that you can subscribe to it, and it makes me feel nice in my heart. Take care. Be safe. The pandemic is almost over. Let's, yeah, let's go with that. It's almost over, guys. We already beat terrorism. Bye.
You've been listening to Fill My Hole. This podcast is available on YouTube in its full video form. If you're lazy and you don't want to Google it and you don't want to search on YouTube, balabanos.com, hit the podcast section. You can subscribe directly to the RSS feed there. My name is Phil Balabanos, and I'll see you next time.